like I say, we appreciate being here tonight. Thankful for the service we had this morning. Our pastor, he uh, took off and left us. <laughs> but uh, he went to Kentucky. I know he said he had an appointment, and I think he said he was going to stay through maybe Thursday. I think um, Krista's birthday might be Thursday, and I think they were going to stay down there. But um, we're happy to be here. Uh, it's always a good thing when we have a couple more preachers come in, too. So it's, it's always good to see Bob and Fred. So maybe one of you guys might be having to think about who needs to get up. But, but we, appreciate, we appreciate being here tonight. They're, they're both pointing back and forth. So. But um, you pray for the service, and, you know, let, let God move. And, you know, he'll let us know who needs to do what. But um, had a scripture on our heart in Hebrews 6, and it says, like I said, you pray for us. But it said, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. And um, God ain't forgetting about us. You know, he saved us. You know, he gave his only begotten son for us. And everything that we do for him, he's not forgetting. You know, he knows. And it sat there and it says, you know, show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. You know, I'm glad I have a promise. You know, he gave me a promise when he saved me. And it's my job to try to live and do what he wants me to do. And, and I like that. You know, it said God's not unrighteous. Now, he's not going to forget our labor and our work. You know, I get blessed every time I do something for God. You know, and I, and I find out when I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I get in trouble. You know, and it might not be, you know, to the full extent that, you know, it, it puts me down and all the way out. But he lets me know when I'm not doing right. And, uh, but I'm thankful, you know, that he's, he's there to reward me for the, for the good times. And, and, then, and not only that, when I'm living right and I'm doing right for him, he's there to help me through my bad times. And I appreciate that, too. So um, we turn it over to our choir. Page 173. 173. <laughs>
songs and thankful for the extra one God gave you. You know, it's good to be in the house tonight and um, just thankful for what the Lord's done in my life. And I know about every time I get up, I can say that, but you know, it's personal when, when he done it for me, you know, he could do the same thing for you too, you know, and, and I'm thankful that he makes it personal to each and every person, you know, and even Terry's message this morning talked about being personal. You know, I'm thankful for what God's done in my life and um, brought me up out of nothing and made me something. You know, and I appreciate that. And this time we ask our choir to come down. As they come down, we ask the church if you want to stand, we take prayer requests.
Anybody have an unspoken request? Appreciate all them hands. Anybody have a spoken? I never remember Terry and Linda as they're traveling. Remember that? I think they had a dentist appointment. Just remember their appointment for them. Anybody at all? If not, Brent, you want to lead us in prayer? You know, we was thinking this morning, I think Charlie might have said something about can't wait till it gets back to normal. And, um, you know, the last time I stood, there might have only been about 10 people here. And, uh, and it's so nice to see everybody here. You know, and I know we got to fight the face mask. You know, there's things that we have to do, mandates from state of the high or whatever it may be. But it's good to see people here, you know. And it's, it's nice when you have somebody having your back. And, uh, you know, and I'm thankful that we're able to get here. And uh, it would be nice if we don't have to do certain things, but we're still able to serve God, you know, and that's the main thing. And, uh, you know, my heart's desire, you know, if someone's here and lost, you know, that you can get saved tonight. And, uh, you know, it kind of seem, seem wrong when, it, when you get things taken away from you. You know, it's like maybe you were a kid and you give them a candy bar and they take it back. You know, it don't seem right, you know, but if we're coming to church, you know, you never know with the weather coming up, how things might be, you know, now we get the church back and then they might try to take it back from us, you know, but we're talked about that scripture I read talking about the laboring, you know, God ain't forgetting what we're doing, you know, and it makes an impact on everybody that we know, you know, our life that we live makes impacts and, you know, with I know there's a lot of people that ended up watching church online that wasn't coming to church or wasn't able to see church, and they heard that, you know, church services was going out all over the Internet and things. And I'm thankful that, you know, there's probably a lot of people that got to see, you know, some services that would have never seen it. 
But, you know, and I'd like to be a service live for somebody that couldn't see or don't go to church, you know. And that's, that's what, you know, our service is supposed to be for God. So anybody at all have a song on their heart? You know, it makes it kind of hard because you have this mask, and almost like you want to just be quiet and muzzled up. But, you know, if you got something, don't be scared to share it. Anybody at all has got a song. I'm not usually one to call nobody out, and I don't like awkward situations. So, look at one of these preachers. You guys got anything on your heart? I know Terry always gives it to the visitors, Bob, Fred. He likes you guys. <laughs> if any of you have anything, go ahead. Might be you, Bob. <laughs> if you got something, Jordan, come on, bud. All right. Pray for him. I don't, I don't really know if I'll preach, but I may just say a few things. But uh, we're thankful to be here. And uh, very honored to be back in the house of the Lord. And uh, I was kind of had some thoughts and um, some things that have been on my heart for a little while. And I don't know exactly how God wants me to read this or um, if he wants me to preach on it. Or maybe he just wants me to stand up here and say, thank you for saving me. I don't know. Um, but I tell you what, I really am glad to be saved. Um, the greatest thing that ever happened to me was being saved. And... Uh, I go back to that time and time again. When I'm at my lowest points in life, I can always go back to that one pinnacle moment where God changed everything. And, uh, you know, there's times I know all of you have been there. And if you haven't, look out. But there's going to be moments where you hit rock bottom and you'll think, what in the world is the point of all this? What are we doing here? Lord, why is things so hard? Are you even there? And then it'll take you back to an old altar where you know what you got. And things will glow in your heart and uh, you'll bubble up and you'll say, God, I know who I am. And I'm thankful for that, Bob. I really am. Because it's not always I'm on the top of the mountain. But golly, I'm glad when I can rejoice there with him sometimes. And uh, that's kind of something I'm, I've been thinking about here a lot lately. And uh, if you will, I guess we'll have you turn with me here to a few spots. I'm going to be in Proverbs chapter 7 a little bit. And uh, I might have to come over here in another spot here too real quick. But you really pray for me. Let's see here. i got to find this place. I really didn't anticipate reading anything tonight, but I'm, uh, I'm definitely thankful to be able to try. 
But uh, let's, uh, let's just start here. This is uh, chapter 20, and uh, this is verse 6. It says, Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness, but a faithful man who can find? The just man walketh in his in- integrity, his children are blessed after him. And uh, I want to focus on that. And uh, I, I was thinking about this today as, you know, me and my wife, we were talking about, you know, she wanted to tell everybody we were pregnant. I thought, okay, that's, yeah, that sounds good to me, whatever you want. And uh, as I was thinking about that, I thought, you know, about my life and what I, I wanted to do to help my child have the best opportunity. And uh, it kept taking me back uh, to being a little boy, watching my mom and dad. I mean, even when I hated it, strolling in those, those church doors every Sunday morning, making me come and sing because I didn't want to do it. You know, going to Sunday school. And uh, I thought about those moments, and I thought, because my mom and dad were so steadfast, it made life easy for me. There's people who have it a lot harder than I do. There's people that have had a lot harder time in church because their parents didn't follow the Lord. And I thought about that today, and as I was reading about it and studying on it, I thought, God, thank you, Lord, for the family I have. And those faces weren't just my mom and dad's I saw. Becky, I saw yours in some of my Sunday school classes. You know, I thought about some of the others, Carl. I thought about, you know, so many of you that helped raise me. And I I want to say it this way, not just naturally, but spiritually. If I didn't have good people to look at when I was being raised, I I mean, who knows where I'd be. But because of the church I go to and the foundation they have, God, it was easy. It was easy to be a Christian. I had people that taught me about the Bible and about that church covenant that I signed an agreement with. When I got saved and I joined the church, I had people that gave me answers, not just what they thought or what they believed, but they were able to show me God's Word and what it meant to to say, yeah, I believe in that. And I was thinking on that today and I thought, man, Lord, I'm so thankful that maybe here soon we'll have a baby that I can bring to this church that we can raise in this. And you say, preacher, why are you talking about this today? I want each and every one of us to examine ourselves and say, am I doing everything fully to get myself out of the way so that I can help my people? And I was thinking so much on my own family. I've got a lot of them that I wish would come to church, would get back in. I've got a lot of them I I wish would come and get saved or would put a better effort in. Not because I want them to be able to just sit in the church, but because I see so many people that they can impact. You know, our whole Bible is listed about people following God so that they can impact others. That's our job. You know, it says Missionary Baptist Church. It's because we've got a mission in life. Gary Cox, we've got a good mission. We've got a mission to go out and call to our people, showing them the greatness God has bubbled up in us. The salvation that I got as an eight-year-old boy will never leave. And it'll never get bitter. It'll never get sour. It only gets better with time. And I'm thankful for that. And I thought about that scripture. You know, my first thought, like I said, was mom and dad, the church. And as I read and pondered on it more, 
it just kept building a little bit higher and higher until I got to Jesus and God. The people that started it all. The ones that were walking, showing us the way that allowed the rest of us just to fall suit. And I thought about how Christ lived such a good life. And sometimes I think, how can you measure up to that? How can we really fulfill that? I'll tell you, when you've got a piece of Christ in you, all things are possible. Because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the inside, He gave me the power as long as I'm following Him. I can do anything that He asked me to. I believe He would never ask me to do anything He wasn't willing to fulfill. You know, 15 years old, God said, I want you to be a preacher. I said, I don't think so. Lord, I can't do that. There's no way. God, I'm not able to. God, I'm not outspoken enough. Lord, I don't have the commentary. God, I don't have the knowledge of the Bible. I had so many excuses. But I left out the one thing that God had pointed to me for 15 years. As long as I'd been sitting in that pew, He said, follow me. That's all He wanted. He didn't care what my resume said. He just wanted me to be willing to serve. And He took care of the rest. Bob, you know it. Preachers can't preach a lick. But it's God who takes a willing vessel and fills it up. It's God who allows those vessels to be full to spread to other cups. I tell you what, a a preacher is nothing more than a, a servant, a beggar, a pleader. And I tell you what, I love it. I, I used to be so proud in some of the things I did, and I still am. But I tell you what, I am so humbly proud to be a preacher because it's such an important job. But I tell you what, it is equally as important to be a prayer warrior, to be a Sunday school teacher, to be a, a layman. I tell you what, no matter what the job is, if God gives it to you, it is just as important. Why? Because God asked you to do it Because God put His stamp behind it. And if we're not doing what we need to do, I tell you what, but if you weren't singing in the choir, I mean, it'd be totally different. Taylor, I mean, God's blessed him to be such a good choir leader. God's blessed him with that. Listen to what I say. I didn't say Taylor's a good choir leader. I said God's blessed him. And I know Taylor would say the same thing. If we want to be successful, we got to follow the Lord. And if we want to... Uh, be that successful person. You've got to be saved. That's the only way to bring your, your uh, family into church. You've got to be saved. In order to find your way to heaven, you've got to be saved. It all starts with that pinnacle moment. And I tell you, like I said, it was easy. I mean, looking back at it, I thank God, you've blessed me so much. I mean, sitting in that pew, I can't tell you how important it is to bring your children every time your grandkids, to make sure your family's coming. I look across our church and I think, God, we have been blessed with good parents, good grandparents, good preachers, good singers, and everything in between. Why? Because people are following the Lord. And I'm so grateful for that. You know, it makes Lima easy to preach at because of that. There's places that people go to and I hear them, they say, man, it was a struggle. Seemed like nobody was praying for me. I feel bad for them when they say that, but I'm glad to be a member at Lyme Missionary Baptist Church where I know that if I'm sitting here, there's po- folks praying for me. That if I need to get up, I know people will back me. And that they'll say, hey, so-and-so's up there. Listen, pray. 
You know, that's good. I feel like people can get saved at any moment in our church. That's a good feeling. That's a good feeling. And you say, preacher, you're kind of going a little everywhere. I kind of am, I guess. But what I'm getting at this evening is, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. Most important. That's the numero uno right there. If you're not saved, you need to get saved. And if you're out living, maybe not bad, but just aren't up to par, you need to get to a spot where you can live up to par. God will not accept anything less than your best. And I've found that out. It seems like so many times I'll try, and I'll try, and then I'll slip up a little bit, and I'll say, ah, you know, what what am I doing? And I'll say, just get back on the horse. Come on. He doesn't waste any time. See, in my mind, I can drag myself as low as I want to go. I can take a little piece of grain of sand. You know, you think about it this way. I, I don't know why it's popped in my head, but I get it, something in my shoe, it bothers me. It may be just little tiny, but I can feel it all day. By some point in the day, I'm taking my shoe off to get that out. Like, it bothers me that much, no matter how big or small. The sooner I get it out of my shoe, the sooner I can get back to being happy. No matter how big that rock is in your life, no matter how small, get it out of the way now so that you can walk with ease, that you can walk with enjoyment, that you can walk focused. That's important. If you're not walking focused with Christ, you're not walking fully with Christ. And uh, I found that out a long time ago. There would be times I would try to focus on other things or try to allow this to sneak its way in because I thought it was important. Well, I tell you what, a lot of those things weren't important at all. But God's blessed us to be able to have a little bit of knowledge to know that if I do get a little off track, I need to get it out of the way so I can get back on track. Because there's too many people counting on each and every one of us. There's too many of them. How many of you can think of at least a few people that you want to see get saved? How many of you can think about a few people that you'd love to see back in church? I can think of a lot of them. A lot of them. And I'm telling you folks, if we're not in a spot where we can lead by example like that scripture said, the following generations will be a little weaker for it. I tell you what, it's obvious. You know, when you see uh, time and time again, well, I'll, I'll notice these things. A family will start out very strong with this generation. And it seems like just something small will get in the way. Something small will kind of just get in the way and it'll kind of put them off a little bit. Next one comes out, gets a little worse. They let that go. Next one comes along, it gets a little worse. By the time it gets to it, then people are saying, well, I don't know what happened to them. Their grandparents were good people. You see it all the time. What I'm saying is, don't let it be because of something you did that your family suffers for it. We, don't, we like to think that everything's you know, able to be bounced back. And I think that's true with the Lord, it can be. But problems start somewhere. It always starts somewhere. And I was thinking about our church covenant this week. And uh, I was thinking about how many good things are in there. And how many things I've learned over time uh, you know, for, for instance, you know, I used to think when I was younger, what's the point, of, you know, what, why does it say we can't drink in there? I grew up in a very heavily uh, alcohol-rich community. 
You know, it's no joke. I mean, when I went to school, I was the minority. If I was the only kid in class that didn't drink, that was not surprising. But it's on there for a reason. How many of us really know where those scriptures are in the Bible that says we're not allowed to do that? They're there. I tell you what, I I remember one time it really bothered me that I I didn't know where they were. And I was just a young teenager, preteen, whatever it was. And I remember I asked a few people, and they led me in the right direction, and I started building some inventory. I didn't realize when I started gathering all those scriptures that I was gathering a case to be brought forth when somebody was pushing on me. When somebody was really weighing on me. When somebody was coming at my door, making fun of me, pressing down on my church for our beliefs. I had something to say, this is the rock I stand on. And this is why. When you've got facts, you can disperse all myths. When you've got evidence, which we've got a lot of. I tell you what, I love the song. It says, you know, I believe it goes, you know, I see the evidence of your goodness. I see the evidence of your promises in fulfillment. And he's talking about the scriptures. I tell you what, I love that song because it's so true. Time and time again, God blesses us to see all the goodness and all the promises and everything. It's right here. You know, you don't have to hear it from Terry or Carl or anybody else. You can go find it. It's right here. What I'm getting at is, We've got a a big fight on our hands. You know, we get wrapped up in politics and stuff. That's fine. You know, we have a time and a place for that. But what we don't really seem to be paying attention to is our children are getting swept away in a culture. A culture that tells them, it's okay to drink. It's okay to live with your girlfriend. It's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's not okay. My Bible tells me differently. My mind can be brought into that territory. I'll be honest with you. There's been times I thought, well, you know, maybe this little bit, and my heart will start turning, and God will say, you know that's not right. You know that's not right. And uh, I'll start thinking back to those generations ahead of me and how they lived and how I was so thankful my mom and dad raised me right and didn't just say this is what we need to do, but they showed me why. Folks, it's so important that your children just don't come to church, but they know why they're here, what's going on, where the Scripture is, where they can find resource in that to help them in their lives. I know me and Trey have talked about this a lot. We're so thankful that our parents helped us and encouraged us in the Word because it's made life easy. When somebody comes up to me, you know, I remember this was very distinctly. They said, hey, we're having a party this weekend. We want you to come. And I, I remember I said, well, I can't, you know, I, I just left it at that. I didn't want them to push me anymore. I was probably 16, you know, had my driver's license. I wanted to fit in in school and I wanted to, you know, do well. And I, I, I was so worried about it. And uh, they said, well, come on, man, what's the big deal? And they pressed me a little more and a little more and, Pretty soon I said, man, I, I just don't want to go. I don't want to be seen with that. I don't believe in it. Well, why don't you believe in it? And I remember sitting there and I thought, Lord, help me. I had to call on him in that moment. And I tell you what, I was so worried. I thought, Lord, I just need your help. He didn't leave me ba- abandoned. He didn't say, I'll get to you next week. 
Lord showed up, gave me the words and the scripture to give to them, and they never, they never came back after me, Brent. They understood. Why? Because I leaned on God, and He delivered the message that I needed to give to them. That's the whole point. God being the center, us just following. But there's work to be done. Like I said, we've got to know our scripture. We've got to know why we're doing things. We've got to know why this is and that is and this is. Folks, we've got a, a great church and we've got a lot of people my age that just don't seem to understand the reality of the world's washing them away. You know, I, there's a scripture, I, I won't be able to quote it right, but it talks about a person living in the world. And it says, and I love it because it says it destroys them. It says it tears them apart little by little. You know, I used to think living in the world didn't mean that I was going to get tore up if I lived in the world. It meant that I was just going to be a part of that and I'd grow in that. That's not true. If you choose to live an ungodly life in the world, you're allowing the devil to come and tear you apart piece by piece. When you come back to the church, you'll find out that everything you left with isn't what you're coming back with. You come up beaten, robbed. Folks, it's not a good thing to go tampering a little bit out there because you will lose a lot more than what you went with. And you'll lose a lot more than you anticipated. You say, Preacher, how do you know that? I know it from experience. And I'm sad to say that. It's one of my problems I deal with that I'm not proud of. But I tell you what, I learned from it. And until the day I die, I'll preach to people saying, don't do that because it's not worth it. It's not worth it. You know, God love, I, I've never had a drop of alcohol. I, I'm so proud of that. Not because of something I did, but because that's something I signed up for on that covenant. That's something I signed and I said, Lord, I want to be a part of this church. I know this is your commandments. I know this is what you believe. I want to be a part of that. And I want, to, I want you to have faith in me that I'll stand by that. It's an agreement. If you can't do a, that little simple bit, how do you expect to be married? That's a covenant right there. Just as much as that covenant. How do you expect to do, not be able to do those things? How do you expect to treat people with dignity? Friends, family. It's a trickle-down effect. You see what I'm saying? If you don't fully engage in God, you don't fully get that point, I tell you what, it'll just whittle away. Just whittle on down the line until the devil stripped us of everything. But as long as we stay firm, as long as we stay educated in the Word, as long as we have that wisdom and understanding that only Christ can give, buddy, we can stand strong. We can be on that foundation that cannot be moved. And I'm thankful for that. I, I was thinking I didn't have anything tonight, but I guess I had a little something. Now, I don't feel like giving an invitation or anything, but I'd just like to say I'm thankful to be here and thankful for your prayers and like I said, I, I really didn't think I had anything, but uh, I guess I had a little something. I appreciate the church and being that role model I needed, being that person that I could look up to. And, uh, you know, if you're not in a place where people can look up to you, 
before you leave tonight, pray to God about it. Because if nobody else needs you, I do. If nobody else needs you, I do. We need each other. And it's so important. It's so important. So I, I tell you, love one another. Thank God for the place we have. And I tell you what, we're living in good times. It may not look like it, but we're living in good times. You think about it, it wasn't that, we talked about this in Sunday school. It wasn't that long ago, this church split. It wasn't that long ago, we've had other problems. But I tell you what, church is doing good right now. She's doing real good in the midst of a pandemic. And I'm thankful for that. So I, that's all I've got. I just felt like I need to share that, I guess. We appreciate Jordan, what he had to say. And I'm going to just read one thing real quick. We're going to go back over what I read starting out. Like I said, you pray for us. It said... For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them through the faith and the patience inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. And I want you to listen to this saying, Surely, blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so, and so, after he had patiently endured, he obtained a promise. You know, that's um, what Jordan just preached too. You know, he, he sat there and talked about how, you know, people were after him. And God didn't, God didn't see his work undone. You know, God was right there for him. God gave him what to say. You know, when we follow God... He's right there for us. I mean, the, the Bible even tells us if God be for us, who can be against us? You know, I, I appreciate that, Jordan. I, you know, Jordan, come, come on back up here and, uh, you know, church stand if you would. And, you know, I don't feel like giving a full-fledged invitation, but, you know, I appreciate what Jordan had to say, you know. And, and it sits there and tells us, Taylor, when you get a song, go ahead. It sits there and tells us, you know, you know, he's going to multiply for what we do, you know. God's blessed Jordan, you know, gave him a good life. And, you know, and, and, and like he said, bring your kids to church, do things. You know, I grew up in a family that didn't come to church all the time. You know, I didn't have that foundation. You know, I didn't have that. But it makes it so much easier when you have that foundation, you know. And then, you know, it was a couple weeks ago, we were uh, coming from a ball game or whatever and did not feel like coming to church. Did not. And I, Brandy is like, you, want, you going to church? I said, no. I got mowing to do. I got this to do. I got that to do. But she said, we only got to give him a couple hours. Look what he does for us every week. God's good to us. You know, and going on with saying that, she said, how can we tell our kids to go to church if we don't want to go? This ain't a do as I say. You know, do as, do as God would have you to do. You know, just like Jordan said, if Jordan sat here and did that, and didn't follow that all week long or all through his life, it wouldn't make no sense to preach that, Jordan. You know, it wouldn't make sense to preach what God's done in my life if I'm not living that way. You know, if, if I'm not doing what's right, I can't tell you how to live, and God sure ain't going to use me 
to tell you how to live. That's not going to happen. You know, but he said, blessings, I'm going to bless thee, and I'm going to multiply it. You know, he's not seeing our work undone. You know, if, if, you, if you need to come forward tonight, you know, maybe step up a little bit in your life. You know, nobody's going to knock you, I promise. I'm not going to talk about you. Jordan said how he had his failures. I have mine too. We all have failures. But the good thing is, God's right here for our failures, Jordan. He's right here to help us out. God loves you. If not, he sure wouldn't have gave his son for us. But he did that willingly for each and every one of us. What we do is not going to be unseen. And I really like it how you made the impact on other people. You know, not only did it not go unseen from God, it didn't go unseen from our friends or whoever either. And the best part about it, they didn't come back after you. You know, God, he makes the devil flee. But we have to put God first in order for that to happen. You need to come forth tonight. It's your choice. Jordan, you got something. Go ahead. Really appreciate that. You know, and I know a lot of times when Terry tries to stick one of us, it's usually us. But I didn't feel like I had it tonight. You know, I didn't feel like it, and I really didn't want to go with it if I don't. You know, of course, I have something to try to use if I needed to. That's how we're supposed to be. You know, we're supposed to be ready. You know, the Bible tells us be ready. Jordan just preached it, too. He wanted to be ready in case somebody came after him. He had something to come back after, you know. But I'm thankful for what you had to say. Appreciate you, Jordan. Anybody else have anything on their heart? Blaine, you have any? Let's pray for him. I think the Lord's given somebody an opportunity. You know, like I said, no, nobody's here to knock anybody. You know, we're all sinners. Saved by grace. That's the best part about it, Brent. If you need to come, the altar's open. Whatever it may be. I have a blessed assurance And it helps me to face every storm A foretaste of heaven I cling to And that's what I build my life on So instead of the struggles 
troubles I'm facing, let me tell of the Savior I know, how His Word is today and for always, so I'll always have a reason to mercies are new. There's never been a moment. He's not all I need. He's never made a promise that He does not keep. Oh, He tells me that He'll never leave me. That he'll be faithful and strong when I'm weak. And I've found his grace is sufficient. Whatever my heartache and grief. Oh, the trials of this life always show. He'll be faithful to me till the end. And that's why my song, my story is of Jesus, my Savior and friend. There's never been a long night He won't bring mercies are new. There's never been a moment. He's not all I need. He's never made a promise that he does not keep. There's never been a moment. He's not all I need. that he does not keep mm -hmm. appreciate that song anybody else There's going to be a youth meeting, uh, youth revival at New Haven uh, next weekend. It's Friday night and Saturday night. There'll probably be some more information on Facebook. Uh, Jake Faulkner and Matt Kloppenstein, I understand, are going to be preaching that. So if you can't go, we'll pray. And if you get a chance to go to that, 
Uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy that. I love both of those men, uh, good preachers. They both preached here, and uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, we're going to dismiss from the back like we've been doing. Uh, the offering plates are out in the foyer. Uh, feel free to stay and visit, but if you would, just go ahead and exit on out of the church where we can get outside and uh, social distance a little bit better. So I'll say uh, that you're at liberty to go, and I'll ask uh, Brother Neil. Uh, yeah, Brotherhood meeting tonight out in the fellowship hall if you'd like to attend that. Uh, you're at liberty to go, and I'll let Neil uh, dismiss everybody from the back.